God. Thank God. Why don't I just pray for us before we uh, take our seats. Lord, we are so grateful, Father, that you are our dad, Lord, and you lead this church, Lord. We thank you that we are gathered here together, families with families, Lord, in one church. Lord, we lift your name up and we say you're high above it all. So we stand together, not in a sense of fear or, or, or couragelessness, but Lord, we stand with boldness, God, coming before you, saying that greater are things that are going to happen, Father, in the Latin than the former. Lord, we pray for our children, our children's children. Lord, we pray for our parents. Lord, we pray for everyone in here, Lord, who's facing difficulties and challenges with their physical health, their mental health, their health of their family, then in the name of Jesus, you would meet them where they are. Fill them with your spirit today, Lord, so that they may be free, because we know, Lord, that when we know your truth, it sets us free, free indeed. Do you receive that? Come on, say amen, somebody. Say amen. Thank you, band. You can take your seats. Man, I want to thank you so much just for your, um, I guess, reception of the news of us changing our name to Way. Way, or as some people in Wigan call it, Thway. Where are you going this morning, lad? I'm going Thway. Going that Thway, isn't it? That Thway, yeah, not this Thway, that Thway. Um, but the most important thing about when you do something like this is not just you do changing the name, but you're creating clarity on why you're here. So that's why we spent so much time as a, as a team to craft this why statement, which is why we're here, which is for all people to find their way to God. That's the most important thing because that's what we believe God has uh, given to us on our mandate. You know, I believe there is a fresh fire burning in this church that I haven't seen for a long, long time. I saw it last Sunday. I've seen it in the weeks ramping up. I see it with our children. I see it with the OAPs in the room. OAPs, make some noise. Woo, going to Blackpool tonight. Woo, let them say hands. We're going to rock it. No, <laughs> I see it. I see it at Lyft, the, the prayer night we had last uh, Tuesday, which was just off the chart good. Uh, yeah, there's just a hunger and there's a fight. And the reason why there's such this burning passion for our church is because this isn't some kind of hype. This is about holiness. This isn't about just creating energy. This is about having an epiphany of who God wants us to be in our generation, in our town. And I'm just really good. I'm just really glad that I'm here. Do you know what I mean? Like, are you glad that you're just here and a part of what God, God's doing? Come on, why don't you high five someone next to you and say, I'm glad you're here. And then turn to the person you didn't choose and say, I'm glad you, well, I'm not sure about you, but uh, you're my second choice. Sorry about that. Yeah, thank you to all the teams that made last week happen. It's taken months. So today, we brought to you the why, and I would say today that we're going to show you what our intentions are over the next 10 years. So over the next 10 years as a leadership team, there are five things we want to target, do, aim at. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you um, what they are in a moment. I'm going to tell you what we're going to do um, sort of next and what you can do next. But I want to turn back to that scripture that is our foundational scripture in the book of Isaiah. So if you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Isaiah. I'm just going to give you a minute to do that. You might not have a paper Bible, it might be on your phone, but just turn to that Isaiah chapter 40, and it's verses 3 to 5. If you don't have a Bible today, um, if you're a visitor, if you're here for the first time, it'll all be on screen for you, so don't, won't worry about that. 
But if you're part of the church, why don't you open up your Bibles to the book of Isaiah, written by a guy called Isaiah. A really confusing name to spell, can I say. Isaiah chapter 40, verses 3 to 5. This was what we felt, this uh, Bible verse, or these uh, three Bible verses, are what we felt God gave us for the next leg of the journey as a church community. This is what it says in verse 3. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. That's where we got the word, our name way from. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up and every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level and the rugged places a plain. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed and all people will see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. I love that scripture. Uh, in the wilderness, prepare the way for that. Make straight in the desert highway for our God. Although, and I always used to struggle with um, sort of spellings. I still do. So we always get desert and dessert mixed up. So whenever I write this, it's always make straight a desert, a, a desert, a, a, a highway for our God. So uh, every valley shall be raised up, mountain and hill made low. The rough ground level, the rugged places of plain, and the glory of the Lord will be revealed in all people. That's where we say for all people to find their way to God because this is about everybody having an opportunity no matter who they are. So this scripture paints this wonderful, diverse landscape. We have deserts or deserts. We have uh, valleys, mountains, hills. We have a rough ground and rugged places. And the reality is that looks very similar to our world today. Our world is a diverse landscape full of valleys and mountains, rough places, rugged land. It is a place of complexity and it is the church's responsibility amongst the complexity to create simplicity because the world needs a way. They need a way. My children who are too young yet to really understand, they need a way. Our friends who we work with who don't know Jesus yet and who he is, they need a way. Our family members need a way. Our town needs a way. But there's only one way, isn't there? There's only one way, and that's Jesus. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And you're going to be hearing more about that in the coming weeks from one of my associate leaders. Siobhan's going to be sharing on that. But there are many ways in which people find this way. There are from many directions, different places, different avenues, different situations people find themselves in. They might find themselves on a mountain or a valley or a rough and rugged place in the marriage, in the finances, in the mental health. Or, or maybe it's actually not that big of an issue and they've just stumbled into paradise. But this is what our church will do. We'll create a highway in the desert. We'll raise valleys. We'll lower mountains and hills. We'll level the rough ground and the, and the rugged places as well. All for all people to find that way. That way that set us free. Helping people do it no matter where they find themselves. So our vision for the next 10 years reflects that element of diversity in the scripture. Helping people find the way to God is not just a lift your hand at the end of a gathering. You know, you might uh, not know this, but sometimes we say, lift your hand if you want to respond to Jesus. And that's a good thing, but that's only one way 
people find the way. That's only one context, but we want our vision to stretch wider than that. All walks of life, all backgrounds, all situations, and all belief systems. The people that will walk through our doors will not believe what you believe, and that's okay. Because Jesus had a crowd, and he also had disciples, and we must welcome the crowd into our room to experience the presence of God. Let me ask you a question, right? I want you to lift your hands, and if you don't have hands, I'm really sorry, that sounds awful, So, um, but just raise your arm or, or whatever. Um, if you speak a language, okay, I'm going to do a list of different languages, right? Not all of them, because I don't know them all, okay? I'm rubbish in a pub quiz. But just lift your hand, right, if you can speak a language from the beautiful African continent. Just lift your hand if you can speak. Okay, fantastic. Just look around. That's fun. absolutely amazing. That's great, yeah. Okay, thanks, guys. Okay, lift your hand if you can speak um, a language from South America, South or Latin America. Okay, there's a few hands over there. Okay, great. Um, lift your hand if you can speak a language from the massive Asian continent, from India all the way through to Japan. Go on, lift your hand. Okay, there's a few. Great, isn't it wonderful? Excellent. Okay, lift your hand um, if you can speak a language from Oceania. So that is, uh, I think that covers Indonesia as well as Australia. Anybody can speak? Okay, great, excellent. Great. Come on. Stick some shrimps on the barbie. Come on. Okay, if you can speak a language from the European mainland, so let's, let's, let's say uh, the European mainland, Baltics, up past Norway. Come on, lift your hand if you can. That's, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. We voted Brexit, all right? We're the bad guys, all right? So don't... Wonderful. Okay, uh, next up, North America. Can anybody speak a language from North America? Yeah, okay, I guess that's English. Okay, never mind. Okay, put your hand up if you can speak English or in, more importantly, if you can speak Wigan. Lift your hand, come on, yeah! Come on. Bird it thand. Bird it thand. It's better than two in a bush. <laughs> I could just go into so many Wigan things, but I'm not going to. I want you to understand and see the beautiful diversity that exists in your church community. Isn't it just stunning? Isn't it great? You could walk through Wigan Town Centre and not be able to bump into someone as diverse as you might hear. And that is so precious and we need to empower that further. We've got to be diverse. We've got to be holistic when it comes to helping people find their way to God. So here are the five things that we're going to do in 10 years time. I've called them five in 10 because I'm trying to be cool. Um, so here we go. So the first thing that we're going to do as a church community is number one, we're going to plant churches. We're, we're going to plant churches, empowering spirit-driven church communities, bespoke to the context they live in, releasing people to begin their own work. We're not trying to be franchise. We're not trying to be Starbucks. We're trying to be led by the Spirit and say, God, where do you want us? Where do you want our people? What's happening in our church? Where can we release and empower? Where can we fund and start that might not be in our vicinity? It might be somewhere else, but Lord, where can we help? What are you doing and what can we do about it? 
Now, we might not own these. Now, some of them might have our names. Some of them might be, you know, Way Warrington, Way Barbados. Anybody? Okay, there we go. Why didn't no one say Warrington then? Like, why didn't no one yeah, I want to go there. Get a great suntan there. So they might have our name, but the reality is this is a spirit-driven process that is more about what God is doing in local context and how we can help and support them. So that means we might start one, we might fund one, we might start a gathering highly intentionally, we might start groups, or we might just see what happens. And the truth is, a church of five students in the halls of Manchester University is just as much a church as 500 people gathering in an arena because the church is a different shape and it is a different size depending on the work of God in that community. So that's one thing we're going to do. Another thing we're going to do, the second thing, is something called Open Resources. And it's an incredibly sexy name, I know. Open Resources. This is what it is. A scattered way for people to access resources on discipleship, parenthood and leadership, as well as generously giving our media away to other churches for free. There's gold in our church. There's absolute gold in this church. And what we can't do is put a lid or limit that equipping and teaching and training those people. Yes, Wigan has something that the world needs. And so we're going to be looking at vehicles and how we can do that, not only to outside the church, but inside the church. There has to be a way that people from within the church can access things about how do I parent better in the middle of a problem? I need help with my sexuality. My marriage is in trouble. How do I read the book of Leviticus without losing my mind? You know, anything and everything holistically we're going to be producing that. And as well, if any church needs anything from us, we're going to give it away for free. We have always been a generous church, and we will continue to do that. The third thing we're going to do is we're going to open a Christian counseling center. A way for anyone in Wigan to receive the help and support they need, free at the point of use and owned by the churches of Wigan together. In 2016, I got really depressed and I wanted to end my life. I had to travel to Bolton or St. Helens to find Christian counseling. Two more depressing places than Wigan. <laughs> so how about we just do it here, shall we? Free at the point of use for anyone who wanted to find their way to healing, restoration, support, a place that my counselor once spoke of, a place of shalom, which is peace. This isn't a pastoral curse system within our church. I want this to be shared by key churches within the, sh within the town, a shared venture. It might not be a physical property, or it might be, I don't know, but we'll fund it and we'll back it and we'll make it happen. Isaiah chapter 40 talks about different places. So no matter where people find themselves, there's a place where they can go to get themselves back on their feet. The fourth thing is we are gonna open a creative studio. This is a physical space. Go for it. There's a physical space at the edge with a recording studio, photography suite, and filming set where we can empower creative expression to the people of Wigan. We believe that creativity is the unspoken superpower in our church. Like we have some phenomenal people who interpret life, interpret faith in such a beautiful way. 
whether that's through music, through art, through writ, um, literature and written formats. We're going to invest in a space similar and we want it to be a little bit like the grocery where again it's not an internal use so you can't have a free family photo shoot if you know what I'm saying but it's going to be pivoted outwards so that people can access state-of-the-art equipment ran by some fantastic people within our church community who have a creative gift. I always think about our, I just think it's such a such a God thing that this morning, the average age of the band today is about nine years old. I don't know if you spotted it or not. I started singing, I started singing. I was like, wow, this is great. You've got like such youngsters and then Paul and Jake as like the old people going, turn it up, I can't hear it. You know, I'm joking. And you've got these phenomenal, fantastic young people here. I would love for us as a church community to continue to invest in these young people, to stoke the flame and stoke the passion. So the greatest worship songs that are going to be written in our nation will be from Wigan. That's right. And I'm not talking about George Formby. And if you don't know who that is, Google it. I'm talking about people who know the culture, who know the trends and who have access to equipment that can help them release that into the world. So a creative studio. The last thing is we are going to be um, developing what's called a way foundation, a way foundation. And this is funded by the tithe from any received giving that we get as a church. We take 10% and we give it out. Funded by the tithe from any received giving, we will give away half a million pound to projects that empower health, faith, and wholeness. That's 500,000 pounds within the space of 10 years. We have this beautiful entity in our church community called the Colour Foundation, and we're going to be developing that into a semi-independent foundation <coughs> overseen by the board and the team and, and selected people within the church. They will set out every year with key focuses and objectives to bless and benefit what matters most to us. I'm happy to tell you today that in 2022 alone, we have given away four, over 40,000 pounds to various charities, schools, churches, and projects. Not only that, but in the last month, we have supported a food bank in Lee, which serves the homeless with needed food every single Wednesday, where we've paid for uh, food and the services there for an entire month. Now, you don't know that, and that's a good thing, but our church is already doing this, and we're going to take it a step further. And we'll keep track of every penny as we do, because our finance team and our board and our managers here are, are fantastic stewards of our finances, as you can see. But we're going to keep a track of it, because imagine that every year, or indeed in 10 years' time, looking through a list of every single thing we did, have nothing to do with us, guys. It might be to do, it might be in Wigan, but might not to anything, or, or it could be in another country, but imagine seeing that, 500,000 pounds given away to support people in whatever way they need it. Now, this is a season of setbacks. We've had COVID, the economy's not doing that great. We've got inflation of our waste as well as the economy. It's a season of setbacks, but it ain't time for the church to shrink back. It's not time. 
It's time for the church to look outward and upward and say, God, what is the next great movement in this nation? What is the next great movement in this world? It doesn't happen by creating great brands and great marketing. It happens when the men and women of Christ stand up where they don't go into self-preservation, self-pity, or self-protection. They don't set back, they don't shrink back, but they step up and and offer an alternative solution to the world around them. Way Church, it's now time to reset the clock and go again. The best is not behind us. The best is ahead of us. And now is the time where we're going to lay the groundwork for that. So you might say to me, okay, Ben, what's next? And I would say this. Don't sign up to any of those things. Don't sign up to any one of them. Why? Because we're bringing you, bringing these to you right now in the early stages before we even develop a 10-year strategy to hit these things. This is about us as a lead team sharing with you to be transparent, to let you know this is where the ship is setting sail. This is where we're aiming at over the next 10 years. And if you're part of us, that's what we're going to sow our next 10 years into. Plus, if you register your interest, it's going to go nowhere because nothing exists. So what I'd say is this. There's a more important role for you. If you're interested in helping us start a Christian counseling center, start a group instead. A group that helps people find their way to God. We have Keys to Freedom courses, men's and women's. If you're interested in helping us create a creative studio, then join the sound team, the production team, the band here. Increase the average age of the band. You know what I'm saying? If you're interested in resources, why don't you teach um, a Bible study group in our community groups? Why don't you teach on our leadership college and give some time up for that? If you're interested in the foundation, why don't you give? Why don't you start tithing if you're not tithing? Why don't you sow financially? It is not right for anybody to spend God's money if they don't model it in the first place. Because the reality is, church is not projects. Church is people. Church isn't projects. Those are 10 projects, and that's what cool projects. I mean, that's going to be awesome in 10 years' time. When my kids are teenagers thinking, well, look what we did. But this is church. Church is people, not projects. So be here. Be here. Be with others. Be for each other. Be open and invite people into the rhythms of church life. That's the most important thing. You can do that. You can register the app for the app. You can sign up to a group volunteer. You can sort your finances out. But you might think to yourself, you know, well, I need something more concrete. Well, Just follow Jesus. Honestly, just follow Jesus. Because it's about him anyway, right? It's not about a cult of personality. It's not about, oh, look how fancy this building is. This is about him, following him, being changed by him, and just doing what he did, or at least trying to do what he did. Okay, well, that's all the news I wanted to, to share with you. We have planting churches. We have open resources. We have a Christian counseling center. We have a creative studio and a way foundation. And way, I think that's probably a great way to spend the next decade together. What do you think? Come on, why don't you give God a hand clap? When you stand to your feet. 
Excellent. I understand that I've just spent 20 minutes kind of giving you information, but I just want to create a moment of prayer for us here. Because that's what it's all about anyway. Do you know, without God, the laborers labor in vain. Do you know that? That if it ain't God's plan, it's not going to work. There's actually, a, if you go into, there's a chamber in the Houses of Parliament and above it, it's got that scripture from Proverbs. Uh, that without the Lord, the laborers labor in vain. And Lord, we pray for our government today that they seek after your plans because I don't want to labor in vain. I want to do it God's way. Um, I want to just read this short scripture and then I want to I pray. Um, there's a few groups of people I just want to pray for, so I just need probably five, ten more minutes. Um, I was hanging out with a friend of mine um, called Neil or uh, Canon Reverend Neil Cook. Sounds so posh, doesn't it? Neil, if you're listening to this, well done for becoming a canon. I said, are you being canonized? He said, no, that's when Catholics bury people. So not that, but I'm being, you know, I'm becoming a canon in the Anglican church. He leads all the churches, um, uh, the C of E churches in Wigan. And I was sharing this with him. We meet together and we talk every month. We encourage each other. And um, I shared about Wayne, about Isaiah 40. He said, you know what? Last year, we had a, a chapter in Isaiah that was for the Church of England churches. So I was like, oh, great, what was it? And he read it, and he read it. So Church of England people are so posh, aren't they? Like, I absolutely love it. Uh, they've got like a pilot's voice, do you know what I mean? You know, we're crashing, folks, but don't worry. Everything will be okay. Whereas in this church, we're like, we're going down. Oh, we need you, Jesus. So anyway, so I was sitting with my posh friend, and he said, Isaiah chapter 35 was the verse in the chapter over the churches and I thought isn't it so funny the way God works so I wanted to uh, and it says this uh, so this is what they said Isaiah 35 across all the churches last year um, in verse 1 it says the wilderness and the dry land shall be glad I thought wow that's just like our Isaiah 40 in, in the wilderness crying out prepare way for the Lord the desert shall rejoice and blossom like the crocus I don't know what the crocus is but it sounds tasty and he goes on and on about blossom and abundancy and rejoicing and joy and singing and the glory of Lebanon, the majesty of God and all people shall see the glory of the Lord. And it's just like what we're looking at today in verse 8 and it will be on screen. This is what it says, Isaiah 35 verse 8, and a highway shall be there. I thought, wow, isn't that just like Isaiah 40? And then it said, and it shall be called the way of holiness. Isn't that so cool? Listen, I think it's cool, right? And it goes on to say, the unclean shall not pass over it. It shall belong to those who walk on the way. Even if they're fools. Is anybody a fool? Anybody? Yeah? Okay, stop pointing to the left and the right now. And if they are fools, they shall not go astray. No lion shall be there, nor any ravenous beast shall come upon it. They shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And Neil said to me, maybe God is doing a wider work than just the, our two churches. Maybe God is calling Wigan back, addressing the wilderness, calling it back to blossom and bloom, saying we're going to make straight. Hey, guys, that is cool, man. Let me tell you, stuff like that doesn't happen normally and naturally. And I love that. There's this kind of synergy in the town with some leaders at the minute. 
it's like a reset, it's a reboot. So, uh, Ema, you can take my uh, lectern off. Thanks, buddy. Last time I'm using a lectern, I hate a lectern. Do you know what I mean? I never use a lectern, but there's so many notes, so I've decided to use them. Thank you, Ema. So, what I wanted to do was this. I was just praying before. I kind of was like, I was going to end my talk. Then I was going to go, yeah, we can do it. Charge. Everyone's going, yeah. But then I thought, do you know what? I want to do something a bit different. And I want to kind of press the reset button for everybody in here, okay? Um, there, are diff- there are different groups of people in the church. And I just want to explain what those different groups are. And then I'm going to, um, going to pray over us. And then we're going to sing together. The first group are people who are really new to our church. Okay, really new. They've not been around. They, 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 they're used to this building because this is all they've, they've, they've known and seen. And that might have been after the pandemic. But they're really new, so they don't have the historical context. But let me explain something to you. If you've been coming for longer than a month, I just want to explain something to you. You're not new anymore. You're not new anymore. If you've been, technically, this is the fifth date. And on the fifth date, you need to think whether you're going to marry the girl or not. Okay, Saint Tinder. After four, I believe, after one month, you're not new anymore. So when I meet people and I'm like, hey, how long have you been coming? Like three months. I'm like, okay, great. Time for a group. Time to volunteer. Time to get stuck in. If you came to my house for four meals, after, after the fourth one, I'd be saying, can you wash up? because that's what family is, okay? Because if you're not, you're just squatting in my house. So four Sundays, you're not new anymore. But if you have been coming less than four, four weeks, welcome. Hey, you're still new, congratulations. Now you know what they're getting on. Uh, so there's lots of new people in church, which is wonderful. The second group is people that have been here for a number of years, and they're really finding their feet again with where, where they've caught something, they've captured something, um, one of the, an elderly gentleman in our church that's been in our church for probably around 60, 50, 60 years said, I have never been more excited for this church community than today. And I think, wow, isn't that amazing? That's the second group. Um, hi. The third group are people who I would say are in the church but have been burnt in the past by church. Or some stuff has happened in the last few years where they have ended up just on the margins of the family, the margins of what God's doing. And I want to say to you guys, it's kind of time to kind of wipe the board clear because the writing's been on there, stuff's like, well, you you need to do that. You need to get the rubber and you need to wipe because it's a fresh start. It's a clean start. We're going to go again. I'm asking you if you're in here to forgive to open up your house again to people. I'm asking you to enjoy what it means to be part of this community. I'm asking you to do that. There's two more groups. The the fourth group is um, who parents that come here because they want their children to be in kids' church or live free. (laughs) Now, I know that. I know that feeling because I've got children and I just think, we are just so blessed to have kids church here. It is just, and live free, and YA. Guys, come on. Uh, honestly, what they teach, my kids teach me. It's just, they, they need it so much. But you bring your kids here because you want them to have God more than you want God. But that's the wrong way around. And I just want to explain something to you. 
that ain't going to help them when they're older. Because as soon as they leave kids' church, they're wondering, well, why does my mom and daddy fight all the time? Why do they drink too much? Why does my dad swear on the phone to his colleagues, but he looks great in church? They actually see your real life. So if you're in here and you're like, yeah, that's me actually. I kind of bring my kids because I want them to have it more than me. I'm asking you to fall in love with Jesus again. I'm asking you to find your feet in faith again. Love God more than you love your wife or your partner. Love God more than love your kids because God is love. And when you are in love with him, that makes you a better mother, a better father. It makes you a better partner. It makes you a better manager of your house. Fall in love with Jesus. And the last group, the last group of those people that have been Christians for a while, thanks for standing for so long, by the way, um, who've been Christians for a while and have just kind of transferred from another church here. You know, we welcome everybody in this church. But if you're here and you're from another church and stuff's happened, I just don't want your baggage. I just want you. I don't want your hurt that you're bringing over from somewhere else because there's a strong border control in this church and we always check the baggage because we've got to protect each other and we've got to help you. If you're hurting, there's a place to heal here in this church for you. If you're broken, if stuff's happened before, hey, come, that's okay. We're going to help you find your way back to healing and restoration. But just start again. If you're mother, just start again. Just come and just be like it's the first date, dating the bride. No judgments, no prerequisites. Just come fresh, start. I think I've covered everybody that came to me in a flash. And if I've missed you, you're in some kind of subcategory that I don't even know. That's a really niche category there. So we'll pray for you in a bit. Okay, so what I want to do is I want to pray a prayer of unity. And if you're in here and what I've said really resonates with you, then I want you to pray in your own mind or verbally or however you do it. I want you to pray to God. And I want you to respond to him in the way you need to respond. Whether you're new, whether you think you're new, but you're not anymore whether you've been um, you know, here for a long time and you need to reset, whether you're a, a parent or a guardian that needs to go again with Jesus or maybe you're part of that group that's transferred. I want you to respond to Jesus. Why don't we just close our eyes? We're just gonna stay in this atmosphere at this level and we're just gonna let people have time to process. I spent half an hour talking, so we just need a moment to reflect. Lord, what does this mean for me? What do I need to do next? Take a moment. Just in this moment, just in this atmosphere, we're just talking with the Lord and we're saying, Lord, what do I need to do next? What do I do next, Lord? Come on, everybody, let's pray together. If you want to raise your hands, you can raise your hands. You don't have to if you knew, you can just watch what's going on. But Lord, I command a blessing on this church community. I command a blessing. Lord, we ask you for unity in this church. We ask you for agreement and solidarity. Lord, this is your church in the first place, Lord, and you're not gonna let it sink or shrink back. Lord, I pray for every, every person in here, Lord, and any person listening to this online. Lord, that you would gather us together under one banner, under your name, Jesus.
Because we believe, Lord, that when we gather in your name, here you are in our midst. Lord, help us to deal with our unforgiveness and our brokenness. Lord, help us to deal with our anxiousness and our concern. Lord, help us to see the sunset in a new, uh, the sunrise in a new light. Help us to see a new day as a new day, to wipe the slate clean and fall in love with you all over again. Jesus, help us follow you. Help us be changed by you and do what you did so that all people can find their way to you. We thank you for this beautiful community, diverse, deep, rich, and strong. I bless us in the name of Jesus. And everybody at Way said, come on, everybody at Way said, come on, we're in this together now. Why don't you give someone a high five and a hug and say, come on, high five and hug. Let's, let's wrap this up and let's sing together.